Bonus episode. There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Hey, welcome to a bonus episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. I'm Brian. I'm Joe, and, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. And yeah, we're talking about Creed Three, which dropped in theaters over the past weekend. Beat out Quantum Mania, Joe. <laughs> yeah, N- not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. Quantum Mania had like a sixty-nine percent drop the second weekend, and that's huge. Th- did not carry good word of mouth on that one. And and curious, ah, that are we are we Jonathan blaming Majors it? Was are we oh, blaming sorry. the are, are we blaming the? Yeah, I want to get to the Jonathan Majors of it all, but are we blaming? Seriously, I think Disney has fucking shot themselves in the foot with this. I don't really think that it's even the word of mouth of it, because like you look at word of mouth, of some of the other Marvel movies that weren't great. They still perform decent. I think this one's still beating out the other Ant-Man films, as far as I know. But on the flip side, I think Disney has shot themselves in the foot with people having this expectation of being able to see these movies on Disney Plus 45 days later. You know, that could really be it, because if, if especially if people are thinking that it could be mediocre, uh, I was also thinking that maybe that's indicative that this time the word of mouth tended to be more accurate because um, there's always going to be a vocal minority that's going to talk shit on on lots of projects. But I, I think that what you're saying has some merit, too, because if you don't want to go out to the theater, if you don't want to spend that hard earned money. And, you know, go out and be with maybe with a crowd, maybe not with this one. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, why why not just wait the 45 days, especially if it's come to be an expectation? I hadn't even considered that. And I I do think it's valid. I don't know. I just think that, uh, you know. You, we can say it's like, oh, it wasn't received critically well. But on the flip side, you look at the Quantum Mania audience rating, it's much higher. Yeah, yeah. The audiences did tend to like that one a lot more. Um, yeah, I. Um, Why are we talking about yeah. Marvel News? <laughs> this is a curious place to put it. I know. But, um, get, get, uh, get back but, to Jonathan Majors. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It's a very interesting comparison that Jonathan Majors finds himself in the third of both of these franchises. And then they're 
literally being pitted against each other in very close opening weekends. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild, isn't it? <laughs> it's very wild. Spoilers. We're going to be going over spoilers for Creed 3, so if you haven't seen it, I was blown away that we find out that uh, Damien was just a variant of Kang at the end. That was... <laughs> I did not see that. That guy. was... I, I didn't either, Joe. I, I was like, how many... But now we got a, now we got a boxing variant? Oh, my God. <laughs> this, is, this is getting crazy. He was in the stadium at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got guests, man. We got guests. I've got we've got uh, Dan Ramirez from the Heroes of Noise. Welcome, Dan. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Ding ding. Let's talk about some Creed. Yeah, ding ding. I, I when I hear ding ding, I either think of uh, of, uh, of of a Rocky movie or I think of uh, Jerry Springer. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did that a lot. Either there. one will work. Yeah. Anyway. Centered on fights. Yeah. And we also have uh, Mr. Joe Vitale from the Vintage Geeks podcast. Welcome, Joe. What's up? Ah, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, like, when I put this episode together, I was thinking to myself, like, who can I get on that are, like, the biggest Rocky slash Creed fans? And uh, you two instantly came to mind. And so that's why that is the genesis of this episode. Because I know that you guys both have uh, history. Joe, what's your history with the Rocky and Creed franchise? Oh, my gosh. Just going back to when I was a kid. I mean, always loved, you know, sports movies. Uh, and, of course, I'm Italian. So you got to love a great Italian underdog story. But but really, the, and I think you've heard me say this before, one of my my best theater experience, and Endgame is a close second, was... Rocky Four, because if you think back then, there was no spoilers, leaks, no, you know, what toys are coming out to spoil things. Had no idea of Apollo dying and what was going to go on. And the end of Rocky Four was literally this is at Woodfield Theater in Schaumburg, which was uh, the thousand seat, I don't know, 800 seat. I don't know. It's gigantic. Like they don't make theaters like this anymore. And the whole place was like we were there watching the boxing. It was people were screaming, jumping up in the air, throwing fists in the air. It was insane. We got out of that movie, me and my buddies, we were so hyped. It was it just it gives me goosebumps to this day thinking about it. And I, w I wish I could go back and just recreate that moment. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, that was not a theatrical experience for me. I think I was like seven when that movie came out. So. Yeah, I was very young. I didn't catch those in the theater either. I've got fond memories of watching those early Rocky movies as a kid with my friends, you know, on an old tube TV on VHS. And I remember we had multiple ones dubbed onto the same VHS tape and you just run through the, the, the tapes of them and, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm stumbling here because I really want to just start jumping in and talking about the first Creed movie and how that one made me feel. But I wasn't sure if that would be the are we going to get into that later? Or do you want me to talk about that now? Oh, shit, man. Since you brought it up. God damn it, Joe. Fucking with the flow. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to hear from Dan Ramirez here in a second about his. uh I mean, oh, of, sorry, I'm just so fucking stoked on this. Um, I, I, we know you're stoked to be here. 
We get it. <laughs> we, Joe, we, we've heard. Okay. Trust me. No. You've, okay. So... You've, you've beaten it into our brains. <laughs> I know. I'm, not, I'm going over Stoker on this one. <laughs> I've gone through this the whole range of emotions with these Creed movies. No, don't so. go over Stoker. Relax, Joe. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Find my center. Joe, um, Joe, Joe's going to get himself so worked up, he's going to be like, I'm stroked to be here. And we're going to have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joe just had a fucking. Toast. Yeah. If you wonder why Joe sounds different, it's because the left side of his face isn't working this week, everybody. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, the, like the Rocky movies, like I think of those movies and I just think of it's it's the quintessential underdog movie. And the soundtrack to it, the score is just something else. And when I watched the, that first Creed movie the first time, and it elicited and brought back all those same emotions, I was so excited that there was this other franchise that was coming back and continuing this on for this new generation. I can't believe we're three movies into it already. Um, <laughs> what, what a fucking ride it's been. And, and this third one is... It's it's entirely something different, and I can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on it because I know that you guys are all hardcore Rocky and Creed fans, and very very curious and excited to see what your reactions was on this one. I I, I literally I went back and I watched Creed again this week, this past week before the, I think it was a day before I saw Creed three. I went back and watched Creed. Did not watch Creed two. I was not the biggest fan. But I went back and watched Creed. I'm still by the end of Creed. I'm still I'm in tears at the end of that movie. Ryan Coogler just crafted a beautiful movie with Creed. Um, Dan Ramirez, talk to me about yes, your sir. history with uh, the Rocky franchise and then with Creed. Well, like Joe, I saw all of the movies in the theater actually, and I had the very same experience that he had in Rocky four. It was crazy. Like, I wish you guys could have been there for that because he's not exaggerating one bit. I mean, people are standing up in the theater, throwing things, throwing punches, screaming at the screen. I mean, it's like, it's a real fight. And I've never to this day, outside of the excitement of Marvel movies, which does not, it just pales by comparison to what these Rocky experiences were, at least for me. Uh, I've never really experienced anything like that before. And these movies are just so near and dear to my heart. They're, they're movies that I've watched with my family. My father and I were huge Rocky fans. Uh, we used to do this thing, you know, when we were, when we were kids on a, on a Saturday, you know, we'd all get ready to go to the movies and we'd put our, our movie in the hat and then we'd like draw one, you know, and whenever Rocky come up, they would always get vetoed because it's like my dad's like bullshit. We're all going to see Rocky, which I was totally down with. So it was always like a Rocky household. And even to this day, these movies elicit the emotion that they always they always have. I mean, I may or may not have and I'm being serious when I say this, boys, I may or may not have joined a gym uh, immediately leaving Creed three this weekend so. <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> so i'm a huge rocky fan and i cannot wait to talk about this i'm a massive creed fan as well and uh i'll save my uh you know my opinions of the movie yet but i'm just really really excited to talk about this one yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll be diving into the movie uh still dominating the boxing world adonis creed is thriving in his career and family life when Damien, a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy, resurfaces after time in, after serving time in prison, he's eager to prove that he deserves his shot in the ring. The face-off between former friends is more than just a fight. To settle the score, Adonis must put his future on the line to battle Damien, a fighter who has nothing to lose. And so, yeah, we are going to dive into this movie, and we're going to rate it. This is our rating system. 
The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. I'm, uh, Joe Stark, let's start off with you, man. What do you think about uh, Creed 3? Okay, so I had actually slept on the Creed movies for a little bit. They were when the first one came out and it got such rave reviews. I was very excited to see it, but I just hadn't gotten around to it. And then second one came out and I heard that people were not nearly as enthused about that one. And so then it simmered. And then I'm in the theater one day and I see the trailer for Creed three and it fucking knocks my socks off. I mean, the way Jonathan Majors looked at it, I, I didn't know dude could get that big. Dan, I can see why that gave you motivation to get to the gym because <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it just looked so awesome. And I loved Michael B. Jordan. I already loved Jonathan Majors. I've heard nothing but good things about it, so especially the first one, but just the franchise in general for the most part. And so I just dove in. I bought both of Creed 1, Creed 2 on VHS or VHS, what the fuck, <laughs> on digital and <laughs> earlier conversation. And um uh, Me and my son went home movies. and listened to this soundtrack on yeah, no shit. <laughs> on, on our eight track. <laughs> and awesome. so I watched the first Creed movie, and you know, granted, I watched the Rocky movies over and over again when I was a kid, and then I watched them again, oh, probably about like six or seven years ago. But it'd been a little while since I I'd really dived into the Rocky movies. But watching that first Creed movie. I think from about the first half hour in all the way to the end of the movie, I was just in varying stages of, of like tears of just like pure like happiness and nostalgia and all these fantastic callbacks. And then like when the Rocky theme kicks up towards the end of that movie and he's fucking going the distance with the current champ, like fucking incredible. It was so good. It was like they took the Rocky story and they brought it right up into this this age for audiences, younger audiences, especially that maybe didn't have any interest in going back and watching those 80s, what I consider like real fucking masterpieces, those first, especially the first couple of those Rocky movies, just really fucking solid stories. And um, now I watched Creed 2 and while I liked it, I did feel like it was really melodramatic and kind of a slog to get through. Um, but I, I felt like it still had some art. The first Creed movie for me is obviously a, a huge Tupperware. The second one is a taste it. And so I went into this movie with these expectations of the trailers knocked my socks off. I've had a good ride with these movies so far. I don't feel like three's got the biggest shoes to fill to beat the second one, but it does have some pretty damn sh big shoes to fill. If it's going to top that first movie, because that first one is man, that that's, that was one of my, best movie viewing experiences but i know so much of it tied into the nostalgia and my love of those rocky movies from when i was a kid and i still had a really great time with creed 3 this was going to be one where he was gonna have to prove can we make this story work without rocky because no rocky in this movie i don't think there was maybe even a single mention of him there were and also there were mentions but okay there if, were some if mentions Maybe Joe and and uh, Dan can confirm. I think that there were mentions of Rocky, but not like where he's I, where he's at now. It's just like mentions. No, of I recall him. just one mention of Rocky and Apollo, like Apollo given. Yeah, uh, yeah. They they mentioned one where like I think uh, Dame Dame said something about uh, if a you know Apollo could give a, a rookie a shot, and then they mentioned Rocky and oh, that's a Apollo really specifically. They did. I do recall that. Um, but yeah, but there wasn't anything like oh, since Rocky died, or there was no. 
it was like the elephant in the room that they didn't address, but I felt like the story still worked without it. And also knowing that this was Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, um, I really liked the way this was shot. I liked the music was in it. I thought it, the acting was fucking great. Um, uh, the especially the final uh, the final fight scene and the way that he shot that I thought was really unique. I've never seen a fight scene play out some or exactly like that one did. It was just really cool the way that they made the audience disappear, and it was just those two just going. And then when it tells you rounds again, it's like damn, they've been fighting for a long ass time. It was a really neat way to approach it. Um, and I felt like the emotional story with his daughter was it just packed all this heart and it was a really, really tear jerking storyline and especially everything going on with his mother and just the, the whole back and forth with, with what was going on with Damien and about how Adonis was having to go back and confront his past. And it was really a movie of, or a, a story about confronting your own demons and coming to terms with the, the present by accepting the past. And, but for me, it still didn't top the heights of the first one. And that's kind of like setting the bell curve on what a Tupperware is for me. So for this one, it was just a high taste it, but I still really, really liked it a lot. And I think they proved that this can work without Rocky, but as such a huge Rocky fan really missed his presence in this movie. All right. High taste it. Um, Joe Vitale. Yeah. You know, in the back, the backstory as far as either Stallone and Erwin Winkler situation where, you know, obviously he sold the rights way back when to the Rocky franchise and they have been working together all these years, but it's kind of gone south recently. So that's, I was, that was playing into this. Like, what are they going to do? I said, I really don't want them to say like Rocky's death off screen, because I think that would have been a slap in the face to the character and to the franchise. So I, I, I was okay kind of with how they kind of just left him out of this but for this movie. So as a parent, I'm going to relate this movie to my life. And, and I will say that like in the Rocky franchise of all these movies, Creed three is the equivalent of kind of that special moment when your child learns to balance on two wheels and kind of goes off by himself because I think this movie proved that Creed can stand on its own. And it, to me, it doesn't need to always have Rocky there coaching him uh, and have that backstory. Because I, I think the purpose of all these, you know, type of spinoff movies is for them to kind of stand on their own two feet. And I, and I think that's where we're at. Would I love to see Rocky come back in Creed four in some capacity? Yes. But if he doesn't, I'm okay with that. But there, you know, there were scenes that Rocky should have been in. Spoilers, the funeral scene. Like, Rocky should have been there. And I think he would have if the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, didn't play didn't play out the way it did. Um, Jonathan Majors, just, wow. Like, th- this is the, like, insidious portrayal of of a villain if you'll if you you want to say that that i wanted to see from him in ant-man as kang i I just thought he he is absolutely amazing it's an amazing character you have to have a great 
personal story conflict for anything to work, and it it works in this. They had some great connective tissue with the first two Rocky movies. You know, you had Conlon in this one, and you know him. You know, Drago. He's kind of, you know, become a a friend with him. So I, 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 I really the only thing I did not like about the movie, and this is a minor nitpick. I, I, I did Joe, like you said, I loved what they did with the final fight, and in in that what I thought was round three, where there were no fans and it was kind of them battling themselves and their childhood demons. I thought that was just superbly shot and it just a great, uh, uh, just a breath of fresh air in, in this movie franchise. And then when it came out of that, all of a sudden they're in round 12 and it does not look like they've gone 12 rounds with each other. So that was kind of, that was the only thing that kind of threw me. I don't think that was edited all that well. I'm, I'm a sucker for and Brian, you know this the the montage like as the as the fight goes on, you know, and the, the ring card comes up, yeah. round four, round. I just love that kind of stuff, and I'm just so used to that in in the Rocky movies. Um, I think they had they had two great uh, child actors to portray adult actors, which usually they're terrible at. And I thought these two, I could see these two being the grown up actors, you know, Michael B. Jordan and. Uh, and Jonathan Majors, um, and I and I love the, I love the way that the Damien storyline built up. I was nervous watching the trailers that it was they were going to to rush it, and I I thought for sure they were going to rush the the fight and the title fight and all that. And I think he did just a really great job of of making you just hate this character and. Uh, it, and it pays off in, in the end. Um, I, I mean, it, like I said, I, I think they did some great shot. He did some great shots. I did not know Michael B. Jordan was an anime fan, but after hearing about that and then thinking about some of those shots in the movie, like the slow motion analyzing of weaknesses and slow motion, like these slow motion body shots to the side where you're, you're, abdomen is rippling and sweat is flying off it's just stuff that we haven't seen in a quote-unquote rocky movie before i thought it was i thought it was great i would have stayed in the theater and saw it twice right you know back to back to back Uh, it's a total tupperware for me but again i'm a i'm a sucker for these rocky movies it's just it 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 just it, it gave me everything i wanted to and i i'm so looking forward to what what they do with what he does with Creed Four, whether Rocky's, you know, Stallone is in it or not. All right, Tupperware from Joe Vitale, uh, Dan. Yeah, so once again, Joe makes some really good points. Uh, I was a little worried about this movie coming into it because, unlike a lot of people, I actually liked Creed Two. Uh, maybe not as much now. I actually watched it again recently, and I did find some flaws that I think I was a little like a, uh, you know, a little more forgiving on the first time around. But uh, I was a little bit worried about this one just because, it, you know, like we all know, Stallone's not in it. And how do you do a movie in the Rocky universe without Sylvester Stallone? He's been there the whole time. He hasn't necessarily held the hand of of Adonis Creed, if you will. You know what I mean? Not necessarily Adonis Creed, but more like Michael B. Jordan. 
And but this one, he's given to fly. He's allowed to like spread his wings. And he did such a fine job with this. You know, you look back, he's been working with Coogler for a while now and he's had some experience with the MCU movie. So I think he's had a lot of I think his eyes were open. I think his ears were open. He's paying attention because it really shows in this one. And for this to be his first director, like his directorial debut, the man came out swinging. I just think he did such a good job, you know, um, getting back to the lack of Stallone there. There was also something that was lacking in the movie that uh, I thought was going to maybe take me out of it a little bit. Not so much, but I was missing the Bill Conti music there, you know, and, and we get a little taste of it at the very end. But uh, even that, I mean, they, they were able just to, to, you know, supplement the soundtrack with a really, really good soundtrack playing Dre and all kinds of stuff. And um, I just think that the, all of the acting is spot on. You take someone like Michael B. Jordan, and this is not a knock towards him by any means whatsoever, but you put him on the screen and then you've got Jonathan Majors and you have a movie star and then you have a act, an actor. You know what I mean? And you can really see the difference between the two. Again, not a knock. It's just that they, their approach to the way – see, to me, it seems like Michael B. Jordan is like he's learned it. He's actually taken all these uh, experiences from his film roles and he's like put it together and it's all culminated into his, you know, his, his current presence and he's doing fantastic. Jonathan Majors to me is a little bit more of like a uh, – a little bit of a dark horse, if you will, because, you know, I had familiarity with him in uh, what was that show? The I only saw like the first episode. It was the uh, Lovecraft Country, I think is what it was called. Yeah, and I saw that, you know, and then but then Kang was was the one that really told me this dude's got some chops. I have not seen Devotion, uh, but I have been paying attention. Last Black Man in San Francisco is probably Last Black Man in San Francisco. Thank you. That's yeah. another one. Yeah. But this man just seems to be like doubling his strength as an actor every single time he's on the screen. And the thing about this one, and I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me on this or not, because, you know, maybe it's a little bit of recency bias, but I did see it again last night. And I got to tell you that I think that Dame Anderson may be one of the most complex foes that has been in the Rocky universe. You know what I mean? I mean, I loved having like Ivan Drago and having Clubber Lang, but they were very over the top. They were very eighties and they were very, you know, some people call it like rock video, if you will. But huh, I think you're spot on with that, Dan. You know what I'm saying? It was just over the top. No pun intended. But it was like it was very 80s. It felt like that. And with Dame, he just feels so grounded in reality. And there's a story there. And he's very complex. And some of the menacing looks that this guy has on his face, you never know if you should trust him or not. There's times in the movie where he's talking with Tessa Thompson and it's like, is he doing this? Is he doing this to be like because he's you know, he's a good guy or is he doing this to kind of get more information and really like screw them over because you're not entirely sure what's going to happen just yet. And, and, you know, if you're paying attention to the trailers in any way, shape or form, you know that he's going to be the foe. So it's like, what's what's this guy's angle? He does it all so beautifully. And then when he gets to the fight, you can tell that the training was spot on, too. And this guy just looks like a beast, man. I've said it several times this week. And it's like this movie is like a freaking homage to like the the human physique. Like these dudes put in so much work and it just shows that, you know, they look like boxers. They look like athletes. And uh, I mean, I don't know, man, I, I kind of want to get into all the spoilers of it all. But I just got to tell you, uh, this movie surprised me because I didn't think I was going to like it as much because of the lack of Stallone. And honestly, I this is the first movie I didn't really need to have Stallone in this one, man. I didn't at all. And I didn't really miss him so much other than the fact that, oh, I'm watching a Rocky cinematic movie and he's not there. I do want to see him come back. I have my reasons for wanting Stallone to come back. They're kind of dark, but I think it needs to happen. And uh but anyway, long story short, I'm giving this an absolute Tupperware. I loved it. Um, I'm going to go back and see it again at least a couple times. Uh, Tupperware from Dan. Um, I've got some uh, quotes from Sylvester Stallone. Uh, don't let me forget. I got the article pulled up um, about 
a, ret- a possible return. Um, I haven't read the article myself. I literally just saw it uh, moments ago, got it up on my computer. And um, so don't let me forget. Um, man, I, Jonathan Majors is a, he's a great actor. Dude reminds me of uh, Tom Hardy. Like, just being like a chameleon. And the way he plays characters, like... Tom Hardy's a chameleon. He can do a lot of different things. Jonathan Majors can do a lot of different things. Those guys kind of, they remind me each other. Uh, just their acting, the way that they approach certain characters, they remind me of each other. And I like, I, I love both of them. Um, and uh, this is one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I could not wait to see it. I was blown away by the trailer. Um I guess, you know, Dan, you brought up how, like, those those villains in the other Rocky movies aren't as, like, you know, you call, what do you call them? Like, rock, like, what do you call them? Like, 80s? They're just, like, rock video over the top yeah. characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just a lot. They're a big presence on screen. It's way over the top. Yeah. Over the top, another Rocky, another Sylvester Stallone. Uh, first time. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I like your puns time. this time because you said you said Michael B. Jordan came out swinging with his directorial debut. I'm just like, oh my god, Dan. <laughs> Meet me halfway across the sky. Um, you see him when he's running the montage. See, he runs across the screen like a Black Panther. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. I, I think I should have just shut up and said nothing. I think, I think the, I think the acting in this is phenomenal. But man, I do miss those fucking over the top villains, man. This, I think it was too layered. I, I think the villain was too layered. I don't need that. In, I personally don't need that in a fucking Rocky movie. I'm sorry. Like, I, I mean, I think they should have went with the story. And I, I hate to be like armchair writer here, but I'm going to be. Fuck it. Um, I think they should have had a thing where he was a little just, it felt like he was kind of like, I, I just wish he would have just been outright a fucking asshole from the get. He didn't have to use him to get into like the, into the, uh, into the gym and all this stuff, man. The guy, the, he, you know, part of the reason he, he was put away was because of what Adonis did back in 2002 when they were kids sticking up, standing up for him and shit. And he got put away for a very long time. And. I thought when he got out, and another thing I don't like about it is them aging these guys up so much. I, I mean, I don't, Michael B. Jordan doesn't have to be as old as they're putting him out to be in this fucking movie. They, I think they, and the same thing with, with Jonathan Majors, they don't have to age him up to where like these guys are like at the tail end of their careers and they got one last chance. These guys look young as fuck. Yeah, I agree with that too. So it's, it's like, like, wait a minute, he's, he's retiring and yeah. like it's, this is like you should to me like you thought you would be in his prime right now in this movie. That, that's what I'm saying, man. Keep him in his fucking prime. Have Jonathan Major still be in his fucking prime. And I wish that they. I wish that Adonis would have just seen on the TV that you know the guy that got put away for so long is out now and he's back boxing and he's fucking dominating. He's dominating. He's dominating. And from the whole movie, he's just an antagonist to Adonis to the point where like he's, he's saying mean shit to like maybe his kid and his, and, and his wife kind of like a clubber Lang. And I know it's like, you can say, Oh, they've already done that. They, you know, like, you know, they've already done that, but man, it just made me hate clubber so much. 
And by the end of this movie, I think, like, if there had been a scene with, like, just instead of, like, you know, like, Adrian telling Rocky to fucking go out there and kick his ass, if the little girl would have been, like, go out there and beat him up, daddy, and then just hear that <laughs> ding, ding, I would have just been, like, I would have been, like, oh, yeah. Oh, man, I would have just went nuts. I think it's, I think the script and everything, I think, I think it's a little too layered and complicated for me being a Rocky fan. I don't need that in my Rocky movies. And I'm sorry. I guess I'm just, uh, I guess I'm just a simple man. And so it was a little too much, man. A little too much for me when it came down to it there. And I, I'll, you know, and like as I'm watching the fight and they did like the whole audience disappear. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was a good choice. I like being, don't take me out of the ring. Keep me in the ring. That's what Rocky Five did. It took, and I understand the symbolism and all that stuff, but man, I'm not watching art film, man. I'm watching a fucking Creed movie. I don't need, I understand these two were childhood friends and all that shit. I don't need everything. I don't need the audience stripped away to make me realize that there, I mean, you can keep the, you can keep the emotion and the drama in the ring. It took me out of it. I didn't like it. I didn't like that. Um, but I did enjoy this movie. I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying I think it could have been better. Um, and I didn't mind them not having Rocky in this movie because I fell in love with Creed in that first movie. I mean, if that's a passing of the torch, that's all I needed. And I watched Creed again this week and I cried again at the end of the movie. I'm just like, Oh my God, this movie's so goddamn good. I just don't think this is a, I don't think, I'm at a taste that I liked it. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And it's almost like Jonathan Majors is too good for this fucking movie. Like, I don't That's need what I was getting at about yeah. the whole actor versus yeah. movie star thing on screen. I just don't need I don't I guess in a Rocky movie, I don't need my character be, to be that layered to where I don't I don't I guess I don't I don't need that. I just wish she would have just been like a complete asshole from the get. From the jump, just been a dick to him and his family. <laughs> well, I think, and I think that that could have worked too, because I was thinking that you know, this does have some like Rocky three beats, you know, as far as like with like Clubber Lang type thing. And it did have a little I, bit of Rocky five too, with him like training yeah. his buddy, right? Yeah, yeah. And and because I, I thought, listen, I thought for sure that Felicia Rashad was going to die because of like getting some conflict as far as like getting all like adrenaline rush because of this Damien and Damien like saying something like shut up or whatever. And then, and then that was going to cause the whole, uh, you know, yeah, big emotional thing. I I thought that's where they were going with it. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, but no, no, you're, you are not wrong, but I, I do think, I think Michael B. Jordan, I think he really wanted to, he wanted to really pull away as much from all the other Rocky lore and say, you know, we don't have to copy like Creed two, you know, copied obviously Rocky four, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, the first movie is, is all, you know, underdog, you know, starting out Rocky, you know, type movie. So I, I think he wanted to really make his mark on it. And I, like I said, to me, I listen, I love the quote unquote, how they do the boxing in these Rocky movies. But I thought, like I said, I thought there were some cool shots. I thought that, that, that round, I call it round three scene. I thought that was very interesting to see. Uh, but I, I, again, I, I do think with that is that that fight wasn't as 
you know, like the Rocky Four, the drawn out battle, and you're, you know, coming to the last round where you guys, you look like you've been hit by trucks. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. And the dude also, I would say the dude that um, Damien beat, that Felix, that guy does not look like a heavyweight. Cha- uh, nah, I kept thinking he that looked too. like a welterweight. Right. I'm like, Wait yeah. a minute, is this a heavyweight championship? That guy looks like he's like 150. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> that dude's got lead fists or something. <laughs> Yeah. So no, I I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the movie. It's just I I guess I just I'm I'm more simple. And and he did he did, he made it his own movie. And it, and and it it didn't really have to like pull inspiration from like other movies. It wasn't like a recreation of anything else. But like the formula had worked so well in the other movies that and it gets me every time. It gets me every time. And it just didn't get me on this one. But I did, I, I, yeah, I did like it. I saw this in IMAX, guys. I went all out. I was like, I'm seeing this. I'm catching this in IMAX. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so did I. I want to see it in the biggest screen. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I get the feeling also that they're setting up for when this franchise ends, they're setting it up to where they're going to have his daughter be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I they felt definitely like they are were, hinting that. Yeah, big time. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I mean, I think there's room for more Rocky universe. I don't personally need it, mm. but it, you know, I think if they do it right, there's room for it. And I guess if they do it, I don't know. I, I just feel like this is something that's unnecessary. You gotta have I, heart. I, You've gotta have heart if you do it. You gotta have gotta the heart, have heart there. Yeah, that's mm. the thing. You can't just put like you know, put a title on it, and, and because it's it's branded Rocky yeah. or Creed or whatever, and it's gonna sell. You know, yeah, people are gonna go see it, but people aren't stupid, and they will walk away from that. Do it, is it is, it is it interesting that it's a it's a, a a young deaf female boxer? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's interesting. There's a story there. Have, there's, there's a story there. A story there. They just have, they just can't. Like I don't think but you got to have heart behind it. You got to have a lot of a lot of heart behind it. it. There's so much heart in those Rocky movies, man. And like, yeah, that's what they're built on. That is yeah. the backbone of those movies, and is is the absolute heart of them. And I'm I'm curious because it did absolutely feel like they are setting that up. This, this felt like a passing the torch moment of him teaching his daughter. He's retired, which it was shocking that already by the third movie, he's retired. They yada yada. I, so I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. It, it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong. It just felt fast. It was like, why would you want to do that in the third movie and count him out? And then showing all the scenes with the daughter throughout it. And especially the way it ended the scenes with the daughter. It's like, Oh, they're passing the torch already. But is that enough to fill seats in a theater or when Michael B. Jordan is in interviews talking about the Creed universe, is he, is this going to be like the next Disney plus series with like his daughter and they're going to update it to where she's like an MMA fighter instead. And it's like more of like a YA type thing. I mean, cause that would, I mean, it might get views and it might sell and make money for them, but for when you compare something like that, and I know I'm totally fan ficking out with this, but when you compare Something like that to like the first Creed movie. It's like, wow, what a pale comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, that first Creed movie was just so powerful. I don't think I don't remember the last time I watched a movie that like it wasn't designed to be a tearjerker movie at all. But that was a fucking tearjerker mi- movie for me, dude. I was happy sobbing through like so much of that it was crazy. Right. And I mean, that dude, that was like my Tuesday night. And then my Wednesday or my Thursday night was Creed 2. And then my Friday night was Creed 3. All first viewings. 
And so, man, those second and third movies really paled in comparison with that first experience being so incredibly emotional for me. But I still liked both follow-ups. Brian, real quick as an aside, I'm curious, what was your rating for Creed 2? I think it was a low taste it. Okay. Yeah, I could see that, especially if you're calling this one a regular taste and you're in the first one's a Tupperware. Yeah. No, I liked this one. I liked it. I didn't walk away from it being like, oh, my God, I didn't like that movie. And I thought the performances are great. I thought Michael B. Jordan's a great director, too. I can see a lot of promise. And I like the way he did film. Like when we got fights, I liked it. I thought he did way better than Stephen Capel Jr. in the second movie. I, I didn't yeah. like oh, the first. Oh, for yes. sure. I didn't oh, yes, like- yes. I agree with that 100%. I, the only yeah. thing I was missing was from from the first movie it was the uh, the Daredevil, which they both came out in 2015, the first Creed and Daredevil, like the, the no-cut one round camera just moving around. Yeah. You know? That I, I really, I really love that. I, I, I wanted it to be the like the thing that you're always going to get in a Creed movie. Yeah. But, uh, but I, it was, but yeah, it, just think about how far they've come in boxing. You know, showing boxing in movies from, you know, from Rocky two and Rocky three to now. It's it's really great. Man, I just wish they would have fucking. God, I keep going back to what I want wanted. I keep. I, it's like I wish they would have just made. Jonathan Majors, but you can't do that with a with an actor of his caliber. I mean, I understand the direction that they took, but it's like part of me was just like, make this guy get out of prison and just have a hate on for Adonis and just start moving up the ranks. And Adonis has like this past of him that he can't get over because he remembers what you know when he was a kid, maybe how like scared of him he was or whatever. He was just always like this you know, larger than life figure to Adonis when he was a child. And now he's having to watch this guy just dominate the circuit and just, just fucking make mincemeat of guys. And he's seeing this on ESPN and, 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 and I mean that, that, that right there, man, I would have been, I would have, I would have been all in because they would have just built this guy up to be just such an unstoppable force like they did in Rocky Four, You're watching the guy take steroids for crying out loud. <laughs> He's got all the high-tech equipment at his disposal and Rocky's up in the fucking mountains and he's like lifting logs and he's fucking, you know, climbing up mountains and shit. And it's like, it's like that true underdog story where I never really felt like that Michael B. Jordan 100% was the underdog in this one. They tried to, like, force that on you because they, they made him look like – they tried to make him, like, like like he didn't shave, so he didn't, like – He had a beard, yeah. man. Yeah, and those shitty, like, sweatpants and yeah. sweat, sweatshirts and stuff. Yeah, you grow a beard. Yeah, and, like, you know, and he gets out there and he tries fighting again and it's not going so well. And, and it's just like, man, I – I just, I just didn't, I didn't buy it a hundred percent. I mean, this guy was the champ, you know, and this, this other guy is just, you know, he spent the last, he hasn't, he spent the last 18 years in prison. I don't know. I just, some of it you just didn't even get, didn't to, you work. didn't even get, to, I, and I agree. Other thing, if how they started the movie, if, if this was like the end of his, we, we don't even get the montage of like his career. Yeah, like yeah, yeah the just years, get the you know, like fight training in like prison, the career ender fight. Because I'm like, hey, he's fighting pretty Ricky Collin again. What's yeah, going on? yeah. I don't know. I think I guess I just wish they wouldn't have aged him up because it's like they're already talking about doing you know Creed four and five. 
Like, come on, Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors do not look that old. Both of these guys could be in the prime of their fighting careers. Okay. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying it's like Mike Tyson fucking, you know, 19, 20, 21, still, you know, taking, getting the, winning the championship, winning the belt. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like you could, you could easily try to get these, you could easily say Michael B. Jordan's 27. You could easily say that Jonathan Majors is maybe 29, 30, 31. They look young, guys. I think they look young. Oh, for sure they do. I mean, I had no idea when I was watching, like, when I was watching Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, I was like, like a year old, a year or two older to me. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy looks younger than me. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm not, what like. What did you think of the the cameos, Brian? What did you think of him, you know, the uh, old foes coming back and him being friends with Victor? Uh, I think that's basically just set up for like that, you know, that, 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 that franchise getting started. Cause that's still a thing. I think as far as I know, is that dude getting his own either series or movie or something? Yeah. That, they're that still that doing was, a was, yeah. That oh, was, yeah. when Stallone was huge pissed. was cause I think because it, it was Dolph Lundgren didn't. Dol- yeah. Well, here's the thing. Dolph Lundgren announced it. And then Stallone tweeted at him something like, hey, man, why didn't you why didn't you tell me? And then Dolph tweeted back and he was like, dude, I thought you knew. Yeah. Stallone is even though he doesn't own these characters, he is the godfather of the Rocky franchise. And I'm sure I think I think what he's probably more upset over is that they want to use these characters in this Rocky universe. Without Rocky, and I'm sure that. He wants Rocky to be a part of these stories because he created most of these. But I think exactly. it's like you have to get you have to get you have to like go see the Godfather. Like, is this okay? You know, you bend the knee and a kind of thing. Um, because obviously he doesn't own the characters. It's it's the you know, same thing that happened to Siegel and Schuster with Superman. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, Bob Ross, the Bob Ross, the IP yeah. for Bob Ross. Uh, you know, the family doesn't own that either. And that unfortunately, that's just. The business of Hollywood. I mean, it's, well, that's the deal he made. I mean, you can't yeah, you yeah. can't renege on the deal, right? So, yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, but you think of way back when he had nothing, and yeah. So somebody took a shot and it paid off. What if he took? They took a shot and it didn't pay off, and they lost you know all this money. It's so it's a catch twenty two. You have to just. It's one of those things, but that it's it something like you know they had a good relationship, but once it was, hey, we want to make a a spinoff. Wait a minute. That's, I think that's where he gets pissed off. Like, Hey, you need to, yeah, I should, I should be the one to bless this. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah. I thought there was a couple of chances for them to like close some gaps in this movie and they didn't do it. One of them super petty. The other one, it was like, why did you even do it? The beginning of it, that was young Duke, right? That was watching. It was the fight. Yeah. And they never go back to that. It wasn't like, Hey, I recognize you or I, I remember you from back in the day or anything like that. They never went to that. And I always wondered why, uh, or not always wondered cause I wondered for the last two days, but I mean, I was just wondering like, why would they do that? You know what I mean? Like, because you know, he, he clearly had strong feelings about him. So it was almost like he knew, but he didn't. And they just never really filled the gap in on that. And then the other thing, and here's the petty one. And I, I don't know, it's bothering me for some reason that like, I feel like Adonis did Victor dirty because he ends up finding out that Dame's buddy was the one that broke his arm, did the Tanya Harding on him. Right. And nothing never gets done about it. And I, I guess it's just like snitches get stitches or, or 
I, I don't know. I'm, I have to be loyal to Dame versus not being loyal to Victor. I don't know. It was just a weird thing to me. And no one seems to like notice that. But I've noticed it twice now. And I yeah, just man. why they didn't. Fucking Vic- yeah. like when he goes to that fucking beach, you know, he should have had yeah. Victor come along with him. Something. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, if he's still friends with him, he's training. Well, he Victor- shows up with the fucking picture showing it with his buddy, the guy that did it. He should have had he should. I mean, and what about during the training montage that didn't come up? Hey, guess yeah. who I uh, found out who broke your arm? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that would have been Victor great motivation closet. for Victor to train him. Like, it hey, I found me. out that he did this shit, you know. Now, I hadn't even considered that, Dan. That is a that is it, a gap. It's a total plot hole, and it just bugs me. I mean, it's so minuscule, but it's there. And I'm like, why? Like, Adonis is supposed to be this good guy, but he did somebody dirty, right? Someone's getting done dirty. If if, if Victor doesn't know what's up, he's getting done dirty. Well, I mean, I, I think that they should have really focused on, like, uh, the whole... Uh, no, I agree. Like, that's that's definitely a problem. I, I mean... That should have been addressed. Um, man, it was just a, it was, I, I think there was parts of this movie where I didn't really hate Dame. I was kind of pissed at Adonis. You know, I was pissed at, I was pissed at Donnie this whole time because he, you know, he didn't fucking visit his friend. He didn't. Yeah. I mean, his mom held the notes, but like, dude, you could have found a way to fucking call him or talk to him or something over the years. So part of me was like kind of like understanding why, you know, his buddy was a little bit pissed off at him. So is it wasn't there a scene I was watching some of the uh, uh, the, the trailers or some other things. There was a, a scene that didn't make the movie where it looked like him, Tessa and the daughter were in inside a prison, like in a cafeteria. And everybody around them is saying, Dame, did you see that? No. Yeah, I was like, it, it, I, it had to be the prison or something because it, it looked very sterile, you know, like stainless steel, this and, and, and peep on two levels. And they're all like chanting. I have to find that sanity. It was I was looking for deleted scenes because they hit because one of the I, I didn't realize I forgot one of the deleted scenes from Creed 2 was Creed after the, the end fight going into the locker room, sitting next to Drago and them talking, which is what they did in this movie instead. Mm. So that was, that, that was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I didn't mind that by the way. I didn't mind them being friends again afterwards. It, it was still like that part was bothering me about the whole, like, you know, <laughs> the whole crime that took place, but I didn't really mind the way that they did that. It seems to me like they probably will bring Jonathan majors back again as he'll be a nicer guy this time. Maybe train yes, for yeah, the fight. Agree. Yeah. If, if he comes back, yes, it, he's a, he will not be the, the, the foil, the whole, you know, uh, Adonis's corner, the whole thing when they were kids and they were talking about how this dude, Leon would beat on him and stuff like that when he was in the like the group home. It just reminded me of like you ever see that movie Sleepers with Kevin Bacon? Dude, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of like a mini version of that kind of thrown into this movie. You know? Where the guy- I hadn't considered it until you said it, but right when you started saying it during your setup, I was like, he's gonna say sleepers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way more fucked up extreme version, but yeah, spot yeah, yeah, on, yeah, spot yeah. on. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, get getting even with somebody that wronged you when you were a child, right? And they were a figure of authority, and yeah, yeah. yeah. In a lot of ways, this was a very heavy movie. 
And that, that does absolutely set it apart from the other Rocky movies, which don't go nearly as deep and, and cerebral. And, and yeah, man. I mean, all the heart, all the Rocky movies are built on heart. Yeah. And this one does have heart as well, but it's mostly heart between him and his daughter. And the heart that's in it between him and Jonathan Majors is just, it's so different from anything we've seen in any other Rocky movie. And this just felt like A24 presents Creed. Yeah. Man. I no, don't know. It did feel A24. You're <laughs> it not, did, man. I'm sorry. Hilarious. I'm not, I don't need layered fucking characters like this in a Rocky Creed movie, man. You, you wanted yeah. Tessa Thompson to say, you can't win. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I wanted to know what the ASL for kick his ass was because that, <laughs> that version that you were painting, Brian, did sound really exciting. Or, or or let's see Jonathan Majors learn sign language just to talk shit to his deaf daughter. They built him oh, absolutely. Make that's what that. I'm saying, man. Him to, to him to fucking say some shit against his daughter, his deaf daughter. Like, oh my god, fuck this motherfucker! Fucking punch him so hard, punch him so fucking hard, he can't hear, man. <laughs> fucking that, like, because they made him look like he he had the black trunks on. He looked like a young Tyson. He looked like a he fucking. Did. He really did. Yeah, and that's the direction that I really thought they were going to yeah. go in this. That that he was going to come out of prison. That he had been fucking undefeated in yeah. prison, kicking ass ever since he got put away, and now he's come out and like it's like this guy. He he's like a fucking. Like been trained under the harshest. Show some ever. fucking like backyard fights that he fucking got in. Like he's yes, Kimbo, exactly. like he's fucking Kimbo slicing shit, and that shit's on the fucking internet, and that's got Adonis scared. And then have him start to like rise up in the ranks, and then start calling Adonis out. And then the story gets out. Then the story gets out about when they were kids. Now it's like now the promoters are like, we've got to childhood Fuck friends. Yeah, dude, that's the way to get more money in childhood friends this guy was sent away for prison and now you've got people on like you know these fucking sports shows saying like yeah man you know he kind of did his friend dirty like he took the fall for his friend and blah 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 this fight needs to happen who do you think's gonna win i mean oh my god i don't need that would be that would have been like so that would have been similar to like on the rocky 2 when Rocky didn't want to fight, remember, and and the news is all out there, and and they're calling Apollo a has been, and he's him, and he's pissed off at his wife, and he's yeah. throwing newspapers off the balcony. So it, it would have a lot of those vibes. Yeah, I man, I'm sorry, God damn it, I hate doing this. I hate being an armchair writer, and <laughs> it's such an exciting version that you put forth. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, drink dude. and watch Rocky Four tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man i'm glad no no it's like i don't really i i get what you're saying and i do like that grand big bad guy thing but for some reason i think the reason that this one worked so well for me is because whether or not you like the first two creed movies and i, and I will put kuglers in there too the foes just weren't there i mean victor drago yeah he's a drago and his and his dad's right behind him and everything like that but he's got daddy issues through the entire movie you know what i mean and I'm sorry, but Pretty Boy Ricky Conlon is the least threatening person I've ever seen in my fucking life as far as a movie goes. And he just doesn't really – he just wasn't a presence. He wasn't a great actor. We didn't really need him to be a great actor, but he just yeah. wasn't a great foe. Sure. I like the complexity of this character. I, I, don't, I don't say I need it for all Rocky movies, but it was like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad it worked for you, dude. Like I think like – I think the, I think he did an awesome job with what – they gave him like this is definitely the most layered villain we've ever seen. It's like, you know, the other villains are pretty like 
they're pretty black and white. You know what I mean? It's like, you know who they are. And, you know, we don't, we don't need to really get into their psyche. We just know that they're just fucking, you know, they're wrecking machines and they're going to fuck, they're going to try to fuck up Rocky. And I miss that. (laughs) <laughs> Let me ask you though, do you think you could have that kind of a clubber? Like, let's just take clubber Lang for instance. Yes. Yeah. Could you have a clubber Lang in this day and age? I'm not talking about a 23, excuse me, a 2023 lens or anything like that. I'm just talking about clubber Lang as he was that kind of a character. Yes. Are yes. we buying it? Yes. Because listen, one of the biggest movies of last year was a throwback to what we loved watching, what we loved about movies back in the 80s. And I'm talking about Top Gun Maverick, man. I'm telling you, if you just grab people and pull that inner child out of them and put it on the screen, yes, it it can work, man. You can you can build up a hatred for a villain so much that by the end of the movie, when your hero is beating the shit out of them, people are like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I never, man, I I, I never, I just never felt like that at the end of this movie. I think you can, Dan. I do. I I, I think, I think for as savvy as audiences want to be, for your audiences that are out there watching your Ari Aster movies and your A24s, (laughs) I still think there is... A large group of people that still want that shit. Like, you know, I mean, there's still people that like Larry the Cable Guy, Dan. Come on. I mean. Oh, hey, I'm not saying yeah. I don't, brother. I'm all about it. Give it to me if you can do it right. I was just asking if you think it's Come possible. Come on. You, you want to hear, hey, woman, let me show you a real man. Yeah. Over here. Yes. 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 It's terrible, but it makes you hate the villain. See, I think they could do it, but they would have to be complex about it. I just don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if that 80s type of. What am I trying to say? Just like the balls that these characters have. I don't know if that really translates. I like, you know, that's one reason I fucking love the Fast and Furious movies is because there's fucking real goddamn men in these motherfuckers. (laughs) I'm sorry. I am a fucking I'm a man. I like man shit. I'm sorry. This whole I, I'm not, I'm not saying like this movie's not full of men because these are these are fucking men and they're getting in the ring and it's fucking all this shit. But sometimes I don't need all this. I don't need all this layered bullshit. Sometimes just boil that shit down, boil it down a little bit. Okay. Yeah, real men don't think and get in touch with their emotions. What the fuck, Creed Three? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> we suppress that shit. Fuck therapy. I'm kidding. I'm Push kidding. Down. I'm kidding, guys. I've been in therapy, so settle down. But what I'm, you know, that's what I like about the Fast and Furious movies. Like these are just, they're just fucking, they just fucking, like they just reek of testosterone, Dan. They just, re- <laughs> just, you know, oh my god, they just, it's just pure testosterone and muscle cars yeah they're about as deep as a mud puddle but they are entertaining (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i i guess it's not it's not the yeah i guess it's not the best thing in 2023 but uh oh no i'm talking about i'm not talking about like like fuck being sensitive that's not what i'm getting at i'm just saying can you pull off that type of a character like exact again yes i think you Joe, can the whole hey woman that's exactly what i was thinking of i don't, I don't think know if that translates i think you can i don't think hollywood wants to go in that direction but i think if they fucking did it audiences would love it and then hollywood would be like oh my god the almighty dollar speaks let's go back to doing what we fucking used to do because that shit fucking worked 
uh, dude, you give me Rocky in space. I'm fucking there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it really doesn't matter. I mean, I they're bad movies. I'm not, but I still love fucking. I still love watching the Conan movies. I watch them once every few years. Like I'll, I'll just be like, I just want to, I, I just want to watch Arnold in all of his muscled glory, gloriness. You know, like oh my god. You know, I fucking, I love fucking, fucking steroid juiced up men on the screen for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Oh, he was so, man, Rocky Four, man, they were so, both of them so juiced up. Fucking hey, they were. They were so cut. It was insane. (laughs) Oh, my God. Fucking huge. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was I. Yeah, I think that's the biggest alone. Like that's the biggest he got. He was lean as fuck in uh, Rambo three, but I think in Rocky four he was the most beefed up we'd ever seen him. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking. There's, I I I like the oiled up muscle men on the screen. I'm sorry. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you will. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, back in the, yeah, Fast and Furious, man. They're fucking real men. I like that. I don't like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, of the, the, the pussyfied hero in the shit, you know? I, I just, I, yeah, I want the real fucking man. I'm not talking about toxic masculinity. I'm not talking about that. Okay. I don't want my hero to fucking treat women like shit. But do I want him to bag him every once in a while? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, hero gets pussy. Come on, let's, let's yeah, call it. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want my hero to get his dick wet. That's what I'm saying. You know, Charlie Cox, Daredevil, got his dick wet, but people loved oh, him so much, so much. He got so much ass. Yeah, Matt Murdock cleans up. Yeah. If they don't carry that through in his Disney Plus series, they're failing. Uh, he with John Wick. John Wick way too busy to get any pussy these days. He's just always on the run. Yeah, oh, he's got his dead wife on his dead mind. Wife That's not the mindset for, yeah. for out there chasing strange. Sometimes I just, you got to get back in there, Joe. Well, <laughs> I think there should be a scene get of in there, get your dick wet. I think there should be a scene of John Wick just doing a sad cry masturbation session with a picture of his <laughs> wife up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! The dog's looking at him all confused. Grazing <laughs> <laughs> uh, one ear. Yeah, he's got the he's, dog's collar around his shaft. He's sad, stroking again. I always hate it when Master does this. <laughs> God damn, John, John Wick Four looks incredible, though, man. Jeez, yeah, it does, dude. I can't yeah. wait to see Donnie Yen in that franchise. That is, I'm so stoked for that. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I guess. Any final thoughts, guys? I, I mean, I, I, I did enjoy the movie, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to get into more spoilers, I'm sorry. I just feel like I'm bringing this one down. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. I, I think we're having a very real conversation about this. And this movie is one that it, it takes chances and it, 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 those chances are going to provoke conversations like this. Um, you know, this is a movie that is based off another previous franchise and this is its first installment with without that main character and so you're going to have that and then like we're also saying it's a much more cerebral villain we've never had something like that so i think this is just good conversation around it and despite all that i i gave it a high taste that's still a, a great fucking rating i still love this movie i'm excited to own it when it comes out and 
I think that this movie did prove that this franchise can go on with or without Sylvester Stallone. And especially to the newer audience of this, that their first taste of of this whole world was Creed. This movie had to have been a smashing success for them. I just want to say that if they do Creed 4, and I think Brian might disagree with me on this one, I want them to bring Rocky back. And because of, you know, because of his age, man, I think it's important that we see Rocky die on screen. I think it's going to close it all out properly. I, I think like if they would have just said Rocky died and that's how we we go with this with Sylvester Stallone not being in it anymore. That is just such bullshit. And I feel like this whole this has been his whole lifespan and more. You know what I mean? And if you don't bring him back and close this out, something's not right. I just yeah, I, I just don't want to sit right with me. I don't want off screen death. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, because that, that's the other thing that I was worried about with this movie. You talk about off screen death is I thought it was going to start out. And you're going to see somebody walking, you know, to the the cemetery, grabbing the chair out of the tree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then sitting down was going to be Creed talking to Rocky, like, yep. you know, and I was like, oh, we can't. That have been so cheap. We can't oh, yeah. Do that. We can't do that. Uh, but, Joe, going back to what you said again, I, I I said it before, but I I think Michael Jordan wanted to make his own vision of of creed going forward and that's why i don't think he wanted to do let's do a a a rocky three kind of remix or a you know relating it to other movies and he wanted to you know have a a really personal story going back to you know adonis's you know troubled childhood which you know being you know you know being uh, you know apollo's illegit you know the the son and and all that so I, for me, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think Jonathan Majors crushed it. I, I love the character. I love how he portrayed it. He's just a, a brilliant actor. And, it, you know, him and Michael, Michael B. Jordan is, I think, some has some of the best in all these rock, in Creed movies is some of the best, uh, like trash talking, you know, like just telling, hey, getting off my car. Just the way that comes across is just is just perfect. And, and I think just the way Jonathan Majors portrayed the character and kind of just weaseled his way in and and kind of manipulated the whole thing to happen. I thought mm. was I thought was great. Yeah. I mean, I've been a big fan of Michael B. Jordan since uh Friday Night Lights. I was like Oh yeah. You know, I didn't think anybody could step into that show after like what were they? They finished like three seasons and he steps in. And uh I mean, oh, I, I, you know, for as much as I like the guy that played Smash, I was like, man, this this new guy's better. This new guy's really good. <laughs> um, I got this article uh, from FandomWire.com. It's titled, It Is Not About the Money. That's a quote from Sylvester Stallone. It says, Sylvester Stallone will return to Creed Four for Michael B. Jordan under one specific condition. I haven't read this, guys. Um Let's see here. It goes on to say, with the highly anticipated Creed 3 finally hitting the big screens, fans were wondering about the absence of Sylvester Stallone's Rocky Balboa. It appears the act, the actor who previously starred in every single project of the Rocky franchise in the last 47 years, 47 years. Jeez Louise. Incredible. Had multiple reasons to back his way out from Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Um, 
And even though his absence was a culmination of the movie's new direction and his longtime feud with the producer Erwin Winkler, it seems that the actor is still open to the idea of returning to his beloved franchise under one condition. Even though fans were hailing the new direction of the movie, Sylvester Stallone wasn't quite relished by the dark approach that the creators were forwarding with the threequel. And his distaste for the film's new direction inched him toward the idea of leaving the franchise. But apart from the creative differences with the creators, another major factor that inclined him to this decision was his longtime feud with the movie's producer, Erwin Winkler. While speaking with Jessica Shaw on SiriusXM, Stallone went on to express his reason for leaving the franchise over his beef with Winkler, while stressing that it was not about the money, but he just wanted to leave his legacy for his children. Uh, is he still just talking about this? Come on. I don't care about the money. I wanted to leave it to my children. Yeah, you know what I mean. I wrote it. I thought it would be nice to say, here's the jester, darling, here. Beautiful children, beautiful wife. When I'm long gone, this is you. This is what I made for you. Oh, boy. Is he... What else? When it comes down to business like that and somebody owns something that is such a lucrative franchise... They're not going to let heart come into that business decision. And I can totally understand why Stallone would be upset about that. I mean, this is absolutely his baby, but (laughs) that's just the way it is. He said he's only going to. The other thing is, if this was the only thing that he did in his whole life, like, oh, yeah, he's done so many other things to say to leave this to your kids. Your kids have their own fucking. Aren't they doing a show? Where it's like keeping up with the Kardashians. He's fine. Going to follow Stallone's family. They got plenty of money. He's and, fine. Yeah, yeah, the kids are fine. fine. Everybody's yes. fine. It's it, dude. You sold away the rights. You have no more rights to it as far as being as owning the character. Like that's you just can't go back on that deal. You made the deal, and uh, um, you know it made you a star because they didn't even want to have him star in it they wanted to cast right. a, a more a, a more established actor he put his foot down about that he knew how to put his foot down about that but anyway he said the only way he'll come back is if winkler is not involved with the project he said no and not like and no and not not that i like I could be joining a nice guy. The studio is wonderful, but it's just the, it's been such a real rough emotional ride. That's all. Yeah. I, I'll do Creed 4 with him as long as the other fellow is not involved. Right. So yeah, yeah he's saying I'll do it if, uh, Erwin Winkler is not involved in the project. So, and Erwin Winkler is probably going to throw a big middle finger up after this weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah. Enjoy, <laughs> right. your, enjoy your time off, Rocky. Yeah, it's uh, it's over. <laughs> Guys, I think we've seen our last appearance of uh, Rocky Balboa. Without a doubt. Last I checked, it's done over 100 million globally so yeah. far. So, this is a huge success. Yeah, it is. And they proved they could do it without Rocky. So, Legacy or not for his children, it's likely not going to happen. Taste that is the bummer, biggest though. sports, biggest sports film opening in history. That's a, oh that's yeah, a, that's yeah, a, I remember reading that. That's incredible. You know, taste it aside. I give it a taste. It lowest rating here. Taste it aside. This is one you need to see in the theater. I mean, these are theatrical experiences, and if you can see it in an IMAX or um, um, like a, a Dolby Atmos or something, mm-hmm. go see it in the biggest screen possible. Um, because it is, it is an experience and try to see it with a packed crowd. I mean, that's, that's part of the, the fun of these movies. And, and honestly, I think, uh, I think it's a great, I think it's a great theatrical experience. I think it looks gorgeous. I think the fighting, the, the choreography is great. I, you can, 
what's amazing to me, you know, I, I've, I've taken some boxing classes and uh, just the stamina that these actors had to put themselves through. It's not just about like the weight training and like getting their bodies to look that way, um, you know, which is an incredible feat in itself. But uh, I mean, just the stamina to to do all the takes that they have to do and to throw all those punches. You know, like when I was doing when I when I was taking boxing, um, I injured my hand, so I, I had to drop off it for a little while. I hope to go back. But when I was doing it, it was like. 30 minutes of that, man. And it's like, I understand why you see boxers fucking like leaning on each other the entire fucking fight. It, it takes a lot out of you. It is yeah. fighting is exhausting. It is just a, you've got to have just insane cardio in order to keep up with, with, uh, with what they're doing. And I think, you know, they, these guys aren't really, they're not real boxers, but they're doing all the things that boxers do. Minus the actual punching each other in the fucking face. Yeah, minus the risk. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Mine, yeah. Hey, speaking of, Brian, did you happen to notice the blocking style that Dane was using? Yeah. It was like that, you know, that, that double kind of bar, that bar yeah. thing that he's doing? Yeah. The foreman, he was doing like the George Foreman. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to throw something good at this movie so you'll like it. Man, no, I liked it. I gave it a taste it, Dan. I know. I'm just playing. See, the thing is, like, if I give it a taste it, it feels like I'm going to be focusing more on the negatives, even though I did enjoy the movie. Like, I didn't walk out like, oh, my God, what a pile of shit. What a turd. You know, I walked out actually thinking like, oh, man, that was a good movie. It just didn't live up to the hype that I had, had, like the movie I had in my head. Yeah. (laughs) I thought my theater experience on this was going to be rough because during the opening trail, like right when the opening trailers started and or right when the trailers ended and the opening credits started, there was like a newborn baby cry sound oh, in my auditorium no. and out loud. I went, no fucking way. And then <laughs> didn't hear another peep from that baby again afterwards but i thought it w- i was gonna be in for a rough ride and then also it's like who the fuck brings a baby to creed 3 or any movie for that matter Fucking there was a scumbags. baby at the 10 o'clock showing last night uh, uh 10 o'clock oh 10 o'clock. my them. god come on wow they are the main characters of this story dan you are an npc <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dan. Go find find Father Carmine. Father Carmine, go down like a blessing. Go invite. Go Uh, get beat up too bad. Oh man! (laughs) No, she's got some guys. Oh, Father Carmine. All right, guys, let's wrap this one up. Seriously, uh, I could not have asked for a better better better. I could have asked for a better pedal. Could not. <laughs> Could not have asked for a better panel. I want to thank you guys. Uh Joe Vitale, where can people find you, man? We are the Vintage Geeks. Um we similar again, thank you to Pop Culture Leftovers for inspiring us. And we just talk about same thing, Marvel DC, what we watched the week. Um so we do it about once a month. So we're on iTunes and Google Podcasts and Spotify. So have a listen. And yeah, definitely check out the Vintage Geeks. Um, 
God damn it, Joe. Anytime you fucking talk about Superman, the movie, I get emotional. Just like listening to you. It's like, yeah, oh, same. dude, I can't. The, the, you see how the 4K yes, uh, yes. UHD stuff comes out. The, 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 I got to pre-order the hundred and some dollar box set of everything. The Donner cut. Oh, I can't <sighs> wait to clap it in my PS5 <laughs> and watch it. I'm fucking on Ultra HD, man. It's just, That's oh awesome. my God, it's so fucking awesome. That is so fucking cool, man. Um, how much? like a prized possession for you, dude. Oh, dude, man, this it, oh, I I cannot wait to see Krypton in 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 UHD. How, how much I is it going for? Fucking, I I bought this fucking Sony this this OLED TV for my PS5. Yeah, and, and it it I it is um, unbelievable. I can't believe I waited like four years to buy a TV like this. So I cannot wait to pop this thing in. How much is the set going for? It's like a It's uh, anyway like a hundred and ten to hundred and twenty. It's you get. You get Superman the movie, Superman two, and Donner cut Superman two, Superman three, Superman four. Yeah, all, all remastered. Just that's ugh. awesome. And and then if if you buy like the collector set, you get there's the steel book. There's the there's comics in there. There's just just a bunch of other cool stuff in there. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I saw the announcement. I just didn't see the price, and I was scared to look. And now I know it's over a hundred. I'll I'll be getting it. I'll definitely be getting it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just gotta find that money um dan ramirez where can people find you man hey i do a show called heroes of noise and you can find us at www.heroesofnoise.com uh we just sit and talk about life we talk about movies music pretty much everything check us out we've been around we got like 203 shows i will say we're on a bit of a hiatus right now but we'll be back soon yeah you guys are like always on hiatus oh yeah yeah, more on that later, Brian. <laughs> 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 just, big announcement coming. All right, all right, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We got a main episode coming up, so check out the main episode. But uh, definitely get out there and watch Creed Three. I'm not. I don't want to be the guy that like. Oh well, Brian gave it a taste, and I'm not going to go check it out. If you're a fan of, uh, if you're a fan of the Rocky franchise, if you're a fan of the Creed franchise. See this one. Definitely see it in the theater. Drop some money on this one. It's it's still a very good movie. I'm just I'm a simple man. I don't need A24 presents Creed. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah, guys. No, dude, this was great on the big screen. Like that final fight. Like you know, I'm, I watch all these at the Marcus Theater with the nice dream loungers and everything. I had to stop lounging for that final seat because I had to sit up in my seat to like really oh, pay attention too, to it. Yeah, me dude. Too. Because I was like, "Oh, it's fucking on yeah. now." <laughs> I leaned. Want to see this in the on the biggest screen with the best sound system? Yeah. It's worth it. I did. Absolutely I, worth it. I did lean forward. I I will admit that during that final fight, I did. I did <laughs> How lean could you forward. Not? Yeah, it's like this is what it's been fucking building to. Yeah, I looked like I was fucking like you know a football fan watching like the Super Bowl. Like my teams, <laughs> you know. I it was true. It's true. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you.